0: Yo, indie wrestling fans! Welcome to Indie Handshake. I am your host, Jesus Cruz, and tonight I am joined by my brother in pro wrestling, John John the Phenomenon. How you doing, man?
1: What's up, bro?
0: It feels so good to say that name again, John John the Phenomenon. I get goosebumps every time somebody would say it. I know, man. When, <laughs> especially when Ron Head said. I always thought Ron Head was one of the best best announcers out there, and the way he oh, said man. it. I know, right? Yeah, and this it's one true. specific one, we'll get to the story maybe later. But this one specific one, I was doing an interview with Kid Omega, you know, someone that you that you know very well in the business. It was at a CWA show for uh, Billy Blade and Ron had introduced you as Kirk White's worst nightmare, John John the <laughs> phenomenon. So we'll we'll get into that story later. But John John and I have known each other probably since the early 2000s. I believe we met at a big time wrestling show in Hollister. Does that Was sound it Hollister? Right?
1: like Yeah, it does sound familiar. Um, and I think uh Scott came up to you and asking about what camera you got or something like that. I guess that's how the whole started, right? I
0: believe so, yeah. And he's talking about Jin Here You uh, and we'll talk about Jin Here You in, in, uh later on. But uh yeah, you guys were doing the shows. Well, big time wrestling had like a second school in Hollister. I would yeah. always call them the Ken Crow's kids.
1: Ken Crow.
0: <laughs> Big Ken Crow. Big Ken Crow was a fan that he used to come to the uh, Newark to the uh, big-time wrestling shows. And then I guess he struck a deal with Kirk Wyatt and Jason Styles to go and also train in Hollister. Were you a
1: part of that group? Uh, at, I guess at the tail end of it. Um, yeah. So it was uh, Bubba Slim was the main guy that uh, was there. B-Rock. And a couple other guys that were there, but it yeah. was just mainly a couple. Uh, there was like mainly three dudes that were there, but every then now and then people would come in over there. Joe, I think Rosati, was it Joe Rosati? Rosano, not not uh, not, not Rosano. Is it Rosano? Yeah, um, he was in ECW. That
0: guy. Uh, yeah, uh, he was in uh, XPW. XPW. There you
1: go. Yeah, Steve Rosano. Yep. Steve Rezano, There you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He would come out and show us what's up. And then every now and then uh, Jason would come out. But um, yeah, that my first show was with uh, BTW at that Hollister show, I think. Was it, yeah. was that the outside one or the
0: inside one? That was the inside one, but it was like a small barn. It was like a weird shaped venue. It was, if, if that's the one I'm thinking of.
1: No, So my first one, my first show was at I don't know if it was a bowling alley or not, but we did a show outside for some sort of promotion. Yeah, and uh, it was it was my first one, and like uh, Omega said in his one, in his interview, if you're gonna make mistakes, you know, you can do do them there, whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah. Get the get it out, whatever it is. But that whole situation was weird because um, we came with uh, Carlos Masavas. I don't know if you know that name at all. Um, um, he was the was he Devin yeah. Danger? No, Devin that's Danger somebody... was the other guy that was from BTW too, besides B-Rock and uh, Bubba Slim, but mm-hmm. um, Carlos Masavas was my actual first trainer in Lucha Libre in Salinas, California at the Breadbox, and that's how we met uh, Uli, mm-hmm. Lissis, uh, Golden Golden Lion, and, yep, mm-hmm. and uh, LaFleur and a couple other guys, Jesse Jesse and Jesus, Jesus, <laughs> that's one of them's name. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, I started wrestling with them and it was in a boxing ring, you know? Yeah. And uh, um, like, I want to say learning like actual Lucha Libre was from them, right? Mm-hmm. I did kind of learn some American um, through Manny Fernandez's handbook that was given to a guy named Chuck Holiday who also owned WPWA or World Power Wrestling Alliance. No, no, no. Pacific Western Alliance.
0: <laughs> Pacific oh. Western Alliance, okay.
1: Yeah. Um, and uh, he had a ring in his backyard. Um, so I, I started learning with Carlos inside the boxing ring first. And then we found out that Chuck had a, had a wrestling ring in his backyard, right? So we were like, oh, shit. It was like right around the block from my own house, mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh wow, this guy has a ring! and it was made out of wood. The first one was made out of wood, you know, and it had um, it had bed springs and stuff like that, but it was a wrestling ring, rope, you know. And I, the term backyard wrestler, you know, all that there was so much hate for it, especially yeah. from Jason Styles,
0: yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know. And and I didn't I don't even know why Jason hated me for it so for for the longest time. But you know what? I I it was a place to wrestle. I wasn't even into freaking uh you know light light bulbs and freaking getting hit with a chair. You know, other hardcore and stuff. stuff. Yeah. yeah, no, I wasn't really into that. You know, but it was a place to train. You know, and one thing that happened while I was training back there, we did a show um, with gang Gangrel later on, and he actually stayed at Chuck's house, and uh, we went to the backyard. And he was like, "Dude, this is awesome. You get to train under the stars." And I was like, "Dude, you're so awesome." <laughs> you know, yeah, I was like, yeah, I yeah. "Love this guy." You know, for putting and, it into that perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, "This is where all started for you, huh?" And I was like, "Yeah, pretty much." You know, he's all good, 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 good to hear. You know, he's so start more.
0: So, how did you even get uh, interested in, in pro wrestling?
1: Um. So. I trained since I was six years old in martial arts um, and you know I was like I want to be a stunt you know choreographer or whatever make fight scenes for for movies whatever like that and uh, hooked up with um, this guy uh, Armando Gonzalez and he was making a movie and he needed somebody to help him with like his fight scenes or whatever and uh, certain things led one to another and I don't know, it just turned into where we saw this wrestling thing with, with Scott. And I don't know, man, I, I, I've always been, I always loved wrestling and I was always thinking, man, I could do that. I can do that move. You know, I can as a, as a martial artist, you know, you're like, oh, yeah, I can probably do that better or make that look even worse or even like, you know, because when you're watching wrestling, as a fan, you know if somebody's going to hit you or, or if it's a real hit or if it's not a real hit, right? Mm-hmm. So you're like, why did he hit him like that? He should have hit him this way instead. You know, make it look more real mm-hmm. or not more real, just more more impactful rather than an airball or something, you know, because you, you see whiffs every now and then. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just something to avoid that, you know, and I thought I can, you know, punctuate that a little bit more, change it to take it to the next level is what I was thinking, you know. But, yeah, you know, from from back then you know what i know now is is way different you know in and, and especially like in kayfabe you know you're, you're gonna say you're gonna hear me say that but you tell you know somebody that's old school you, you hear you, they hear you say that they're gonna be like what'd you just say you know yeah. it, it, it was it wasn't like that it, that wasn't my thinking at all i'm not thinking i'm gonna do do i the way the performer's doing it i'm just saying the physics of the way it looks it can yeah. be changed everything keeps changing you know yeah. So that's basically what I, I was thinking when I wanted to get into wrestling and having a martial arts background, you know, that that kind of made me feel like I had a little bit better of an edge, you know, and then you then you get to see more stuff come out like that. New Japan Pro or Japan Pro or or my bigger influences, Grey Muda, you know, um, uh, Tajiri. Uh, rob van dam actually one of my biggest influences you know and just seeing the moves that he was doing and just knowing that he was a martial artist and just he he brought it up that level that i was trying to bring it to or or thought i could bring it to you know and and thinking that i could bring to everybody else to watch and see me perform do that so that's that's basically what got me into wanting to do wrestling what year was this when you when you were training when when i I started yeah. probably training uh, 98, 98, 99, mm-hmm. and 2000. 2001 was my first match in Hollister. And okay. then when from there on till 2001. For big time. Um, and then after big time, our next show was for Carlos Masavas uh, in um, not Hollister uh, not Gilroy, one of the Gonzalez, it was in Gonzalez, California. And man, that was like the biggest crowd, like hugest crowd I've ever had, uh, at that time, like well over like 2000 people. I was like, Oh, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, it was outside though, you know? Um, but yeah, you know, in the boxing ring again, <laughs> doing Lucha right from what I learned and, you know, did it with Jen here. you mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, man, that the, just things started escalating from there you know yeah. it was it was really awesome to you know finally break into performing from in front of people you know yeah coming from something little to nothing and then um after after that Uli came back and he was actually training in um in Mexico mm-hmm. and in Southern California for WPW mm-hmm. Martin Marin yeah um the genie or I don't know how you say Elgenio
0: El- El-Hen- yeah
1: yeah, Elginio. So he was uh, training with him and uh, Gladiador, or I think that's who it was. He was training with them and um, mm-hmm. uh, came back for a minute. He's like, he, he looked yoked out a little bit more. I was like, bro, you look a little heavy. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, no, nah, man, you can still carry me. You can still base me. I was yeah, like, yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he, he went down there and trained with uh, – Martin did did a bunch of shows everywhere down there. He's yeah. like, he's like, John John, we're going. We're going. You mean Scott will go. And I was like, okay, let's go. Yeah. Right. I was I was like so down for it. And then started doing shows down there. And uh, my first one, you know, wore my kung fu suit and a tank top. <laughs> move but you know whatever i didn't yeah. have no gimmick going on you know i it was like, yeah come out in a kung fu suit you know yeah. it cool um but uh yeah i did my show out there and after we were done martin marin comes up to me he's like dude you got some good moves i was like oh thanks yeah that's <laughs> awesome <man." laughs> like he's like dude that's that's cool martin came up to you yeah you know, like right after the match and i was like yeah yeah that's what's up yeah yeah made me feel really good about, you know, trying to pursue it even farther. Yeah. And, you know, Martine actually had a conversation with me later and said, Hey man, yeah, well, how far do you want to go with this? I said all the way, if I could, you know, mm-hmm. I said, okay, we'll, we'll see what happens. You know, I was like, cool. But yeah, that then, you know, it just kept going on from there going up and down and then, you know, finally doing a, a, a match at APW with Billy blade, you know, and, APW is a is a weird weird situation for me um, and Jin here because even though you know BTW gave us our start we we actually had a little little something going on with APW from the mm. beginning because that's where Chuck started learning first um, with the uh, Vinny Massaro, Jarty um, France you know uh, Chuck went paid them money to go train I mean this is this is just a story You know I mean it, It's real It's real life uh, But you know Certain things happen To where You know Stories don't match up You know So you gotta go investigate What's going on Right And uh, we went up there and, and we showed Roland Who we were And told him Where we came from And he's like Oh Okay So you guys think You guys got what it takes We're like yeah So we showed him A little tape We did right mm-hmm. and It was in the backyard It was Chuck's Daughter's birthday we did a little show for him, and and then, uh, like, halfway into it, I did uh, Kurt Angle's freaking finishing move, right? He's all, that's <laughs> enough. I'm done, right? <laughs> and I was like, but wait, he, he gets out of it. He's all, I don't want to see it no more. It's it's fine, right? He's also you guys want to come here and train? And I was like, uh, it's far, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, Hayward's far from Salinas, California. Yeah. And uh, like, well, you know, if you really want to do what it takes to become a pro wrestler, come up here. You know, you're not going to get anywhere with that. And I was like, wow, okay, you know, he's all, you're never going to wrestle inside my ring. Cool. You know, so that kind of put like, you know, a downer into the situation. But at the same time, we confirmed some stuff and, you know, it's a learning situation. You know, anytime you're learning anything, you're going to learn. You're going to have fallbacks a lot. And, uh, you know, this, this was one of them, but in the end, I got to wrestle inside Roland Alexander's ring, you know, mm-hmm. at APW inside the gym. So that, that for me was like, yeah, Roland, I wrestled in your ring. Oh, yeah. though Roland, but I wrestled in your ring, bro. Yeah. <laughs> did, did you wrestle after he passed? Before he passed, before he passed, before he passed, he even said, he even told me good match, man, way to go. Yeah. And that match was with Billy blade. Um, also, that that's another way of how things started with Martin. Martin would take his guys and take us, me and Jen Harry Scott and Patty Nico, uh, to CWA with at Billy Blade's uh, spot in Santa Maria, California, and we start doing shows over there. And man, that was a fun experience. I I, I swear, going. You know, every weekend, I don't know how we did it. We'd go every weekend to Santa Santa Maria, but we wouldn't go every weekend to APW. You know, <laughs> yeah. Santa Maria is way farther. But you know what? It, the the vibe there was a little bit different. It felt really good. We'd go to CWA on Friday and then do a show on Sunday in Anaheim. We did that for like a year straight. Mm-hmm. I was like, how many matches did we do each weekend? And I was like, this is this is so dope. Yeah, um, and, you know you're doing it with one of your best friends, and it's just it was just amazing. It was a, it was the time of my life, I would say, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the CWA would happen with Kid Omega, got yeah. really good with him. Tsunami, uh, Steve Tsunami, um, Mike, uh, Mike Menace, um, to name a few. Devious, and uh, I can't remember. Adam, Chris Caden. Uh, Billy Blade's uh, tag partner. Wrestling yeah. with all them was wrestling with them was so fun. You know, just we would we would have fun wrestling. It was fun. That was yeah. fun. You know, it wasn't it wasn't the serious side of wrestling at that point yet. We didn't. You know, I don't think any of us at that time were exposed to it, mm-hmm. except for me, with what I got with Jason Styles and mm-hmm. Kurt White. That that's basically, you know where things i get oh you ain't this you ain't that well of course not i'm learning you know yeah you're always learning ears ears open mouth shut right yeah you just gotta from the beginning i knew that you know um but yeah man uh everything with uh with uh wrestling from from there on out just got even better you know yeah i ended up, I ended up uh going to the east coast Uh, And wrestled for NWA Global Wrestling Alliance out there Mm -hmm. Um, in Virginia, wrestled in North Carolina. Uh, I can't remember where else, Uh, but like just mainly those two places.
0: Uh, How did you come up with the name John John the Phenomenon? Like where did that, where did the gimmick come from?
1: Okay, so my boys from Hawaii that live in Arizona, um, uh, Mark, his name is Mark, Punk Ass Mark, is what they call him online. Um, uh, so me and my grandmaster, we went over to go meet the Hawaii boys. Cause they're one of, one of, uh, my grandmaster's students, um, grandmaster Gilbert Cornicillo, um, who he teaches, uh, Tonsudo and Filipino martial arts, uh, Eskrima. So we went to go meet the guys out there cause they only do really Eskrima. Half of them were doing, uh, um, Thai boxing at the time, but, um, one time we went out there um this was after i went to alaska like in 99 went to alaska for a minute we came back went to go visit uh one of his students one of my brothers medji sampaga and um we were showing each other these moves um and uh like these lock holds whatever and then um i my grandmaster said you can't get out of this hold it's it's really hard i go sir you you can't say that like every you know there's a there's a counter for every counter right he mm-hmm. said okay okay how do you get out of this move when you're already locked in and i i showed him and i did it in front of everybody and everybody's oh <laughs> it basically it was like a rear like well you're in front you know if you have somebody in front of you and you do this ch- ch- choke hold, we call it the shaolin headlock right but your hands behind the head right not in front mm-hmm. whatever right um the person's head is in your arm but you're on the ground you know you're belly belly to belly on the ground their head's over here mm-hmm. what i did was I, I twisted the arm out and got out of the got out of the move while we were on the ground and everybody was oh damn john john <laughs> the phenomenon right cuz i got mm-hmm. out of my grandmaster's move and uh, that's how that started okay john
0: <laughs> yeah. john the phenomenon yeah that's how that, all is- that my grandmaster's a big dude too uh how uh how much of your martial arts training have you
1: do you incorporate
0: in your wrestling style
1: oh man uh my grandmaster says this all the time is that my wrestling skill was m- m- my martial arts skill was like this mm-hmm. my wrestling skill was like this then mm-hmm. all of a sudden it went like this reason being is because when you do certain moves in wrestling. And you're using your martial arts to do it, there's a certain amount of control that you have to do, right? Mm. I mean, if you go full bore somebody's gonna, somebody's gonna get injured no matter what. Right. Um, my boy, my boy, my boy Shane Acuff, who is also known as Shane Falco on the East Coast. We did uh in saguri and uh <laughs> it's both my fault and his, but I'll take more of the blame. He leaned forward while I was jumping in the air mm. and I thought he was going back. He went forward and straight up in the eye. And oh. Like, oh, it was the loudest. Boom. I was like, I was so mad at myself, man. Because I <laughs> he, had, he went on camera, too, yeah. with a black eye. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> and We laugh about it now because yeah. you know, it's some more shit. But yeah. 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 I remember
0: seeing uh, when I saw your, I think it was your match with the kid omega where i first saw you guys and i told myself oh i want to book these guys when i start running a show and sure enough i did i I booked you guys for my uh debut show in san francisco it was you it was you and american wild child and a guy named vega versus kid omega scorpio sky and quicksilver tell us a little bit about that match and actually i think the reason i wanted to book you is because you did that little spin rooney thing into the into the elbow (laughs) drop i was like (laughs) I marked out for that one. I'm like, oh yeah, that dude's that dude's booked. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> so that's the phenom elbow. That's the phenom. Call. There you go. Yeah. And then. So my- tell us oh. your experience about wrestling at that at that show. Okay, uh,
1: but wait, the I thought, what was the other guy's name Vega? They, was, I think they just called him Vega that day. So he was an angel. From from. No, nah, he uh, was an angel. Okay, because I was like. Dude, is that Angel? Like, I didn't really talk to him because I was like, "Is that guy Angel?" You know?
0: Yeah, no. Angel then- wrestled. Angel was in the first match, and then, um, yeah, they had this kid. And I guess he was pretty new at the time. And then I heard uh, uh, Kid Omega said in his podcast that he he is now wrestling at AAA. I don't know what gimmick he's using, but I guess he's a AAA wrestler now.
1: Oh wow, awesome! He also
0: ref the main event of uh, of that show. That oh yeah
1: yeah yeah and Madden jezebel and I, was, I think
0: jezebel was there too
1: jezebel. oh yeah yeah she she's like i was like oh i'm hurt it's all like, oh, come here honey and i was like oh yeah and she's all, i was like i'll work it boy she's all work yeah. it. and i was like oh, you know and everybody's like oh i was like whatever i worked it too but um uh, the match the match like, like that was my first time uh working with american wild child i've seen him before the back of uh, wpw mm-hmm. uh, doing some shows that was the first time i met vega uh i've worked with uh, scorpio sky and quicksilver one time before that but not as a tag team type of situation it was just mm-hmm. like a uh, uh, royal rumble whatever you know and, and we messed around or whatever um and omega me and him worked a bunch of times already so yeah with that i was comfortable quicksilver you know i got to work him a little bit i didn't really get to work scorpio um but man that that was a fun experience with that crowd i mean that show was like the best like to just see uh O'Grady, uh what was this crash, crash? oh my gosh i was like oh and and to see him and Vic grimes get at it like yeah. I was like, is that K-Fabe or is that real, yeah, right? That yeah. conversation, I was like, what's going <laughs> on, right? But anyways, uh, my, that, that match, though, man, freaking, I, I couldn't be more happier with something that, that happened that way, you know, and, and just to hear the crowd's reaction. Yeah, that know, was a like, really,
0: really fun match, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah the, the the reaction from the crowd, you know, I think that, you know, I, I'm not going to lie, man, like, one of the reasons that I kind of stopped wrestling um, is because of my anxiety before I would go out to a match, I would go and throw up no joke every time, almost every time. That was
0: Unless,
1: you then. <laughs> In the Absolutely. back of my hoop puked. <laughs> no. And you know what? It was like, it was a, like a, tra- it became a tradition. If I didn't throw up, I don't think I would have a good match. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, uh, wow. It was the anxiety of it all, but the yeah. anxiety actually got worse and worse and worse and worse. Um, on the East coast. It wasn't that bad. Um, I came back from the East coast, to the West coast, and it got, it It grew even more, but your show that didn't happen. I don't know why. I think it's because maybe I had a shot. <laughs> <before>. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But uh. And plus, I think because I know who the other guys were, you know, yeah. the opposite opponents, and and we kind of, you know, or he said, "Oh, we're gonna do this and that, and and that's it," you know. Yeah. Because there wasn't, you know, it, it, I I think me and Omega could have just like did more, but at the time, you know, there's other guys too. Right. Yeah.
0: You guys always had a good chemistry too. You you and Kid yeah. Omega and I then you came know, back uh, second show i did a show in Rapid city you wrestled flaco loco and then oh, yeah. and then you start how how did uh, you like that match and also how did cuz you also branched out to supreme pro wrestling right you worked there for a little bit or a couple of shows yeah a couple shows so tell us that tell us that experience
1: so with flaco oh my gosh so um already you can tell there was a lot of you know latinos around the, the ring right yeah, yeah. there was these two hot chicks right there in, in front of the crowd right and uh i think i asked you i go how do you say who's your daddy and you said janice to papi yeah I, do you remember that i don't i don't so i go and tell them that and they're like they're like dude and i was oh, like what <laughs> You're like, what does that mean? I was like, yeah, well, yeah. But I didn't know, you know. And then, uh, you know, the match with me and Flacco, man. Me and Flacco have good chemistry, too. You know, I got to do a lot of moves on him that I, you know, that I haven't gotten to do in a while. Or, Mm. you know, just do in front of a crowd, just new things. I wish I could see it again so I can go, yeah, play-by-play. Oh, this is where this happened, you know. But Uh, I'll send it to you. Yeah, I think I got to show the the zip, what I called the zip tie at the time i i think i got the elbow in and uh my uh, my finisher ufo but i think Flacco went over on that i'm not sure uh no you did oh i
0: did yeah Yeah, you did
1: but how was it working up up north up to
0: uh, spw
1: spw uh so working for gabe big ugly man i love those guys i I, man um i will say this at the time uh, my asthma I don't know what it was. It was just getting worse and worse. I think smoking cigarettes had something to do with it at the time. But, uh, you know, just in general, I was, like, losing my win, you know. Um, and actually, when I came from back from the East Coast, same thing happened. But I got really, really sick and actually lost, like, some lung function. So that actually made oh, wow. me go out. Yeah, that actually kind of put a kibosh on on wrestling when I came back from the East Coast to the West Coast. But working for Gabe and, and Flacco at the time, man, the, in, in, in that area where we were, you know, it was so awesome just to be around a fresh new group of people. Another locker room, you know, got to wrestle with Apollo Khan. Um, mm-hmm. I can't remember the other guys' names, but Reno Scum. I think that's what they are. they are now. I don't know if they're still wrestling or not. But, oh, yeah. you know, just wrestling with all those guys and, and seeing, you know, how other people work, you know, Mike Rain, seeing him bump the way he did, I was like, oh, I'm not going to do that, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but uh, just, just to see how um, other people work, you know, and how the locker room works behind the scenes um, in a different way, you know, Yeah. you, you know, you get exposed to different things in it. Opens up a little bit more, you know, it, yeah, and I think that I, I, I thank Supreme for that type of experience. Um, I gotta tell you something that was probably my most embarrassing thing in wrestling that I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Uh, so backstage, me and Flacco were like, I go, I smell something weird, right? He's like, I wonder if it's this, and it's gold, he's like, I wonder if it's this, it's gold bonds medic, you know, the, the powder. Talking yeah. I go, yeah, it is. He's all, dude, put it, you know, put it down there. When you sweat, you won't feel it, you know, and it'll keep you cool, you know. Because he's wearing tights. I'm wearing a singlet, uh, you know, underneath. I'm like, you know what? Maybe he's right. So I, (laughs) I do it, right. I'm wrestling (laughs) Billy Blade at the time. Billy body slams me, and powder comes out. You know, (laughs) it looked like a fart. Oh, dude. The crowd goes, did you see that come out of his ass? I was like, I'm just going to lay here for a moment. <laughs> I just heard that shit. And uh, Billy's I working. Think, the yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> I think Flaco brought that up in our podcast. Oh, did he? Was no, it, oh, no, wait. No, hold on. Oh, was it Apollo Khan? I forgot who. Somebody talked about that. Oh, really? <laughs> about me doing that? Maybe they did it to someone no, else yeah. as well. So, oh, really? <laughs> yeah.
1: So yeah, it sounds like crazy. it's a thing. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that was pretty embarrassing. That was pretty embarrassing. Yeah. So you know,
0: yeah, for a while we know we kind of lost you know touch. You and I. Uh, once in a while, we will bring you in yeah. for like uh, FMLL. I brought you in for an FMLL show in San Jose. I think it was you and. Uh, Tito Aquino versus, uh, Ulysses and, uh, what was that kid? Oh, yeah. There was a kid, uh, young kid that that would, his dad would bring him to shows. Young Silver Tiger, or Little Silver Tiger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then he yeah. wrestled as, uh, I forgot, oh, P. Oh,
1: Oh, Jesus. Oh, that him? Yeah. That was his son. Yeah, um, but yeah, he would, you know, he would, uh, Man, that little boy, when he was even smaller than that, his dad would throw him around. Lucha star, I'd be like, mm-hmm. bro! You know, and one time, he, he pulled up his leg to do the flip. He overdid it. He over-rotated and hit his head. And I was like, bro! He's all, he's okay, he's okay. Picks him up. You're okay, right, son? All, uh. <laughs> <laughs> hey! He's all, hey! Start him young, start him young. Yeah. But yeah, FML with uh, Rocky. W- w- Rocky? Was it Rocky?
0: Yeah, Rocky yeah. was running off in Malala of uh, At the San Jose Civic Center. That was dope, too. That was a big crowd, too, man. Yeah. And I think the last time I saw, I remember physically seeing you was, I think it was at the last Pro Wrestling Iron Show in, like, 2005. In San Leandro, you didn't wrestle, but you came out with, I think, Roquero del Diablo. I think you came out with him as, like, a second... Um, did you ever work processing iron? Top
1: of my head, I can't remember. Mm, I can't remember if I did either.
0: Yeah. But no, this-
1: <laughs> I did, so I did. So I not really worked for him. Uh, so Modis and uh, Donovan Morgan, mm-hmm. uh, when they had their, their ring at the dojo out there, um, he called Chuck called them up and was like, hey i got these two wrestlers you know uh i guess donovan and and modest were like hey we're looking to bring people to japan for noah Mm -hmm. and uh chuck's like hey i got two guys they're ready to go Mm -hmm. right so me and uli perform in front of them and freaking uli was already heavy (laughs) at the time i'm freaking blown up man like blown up Louie's like, give me more heat And I'm like, bro There's only so much I can do Carry your ass But <laughs> anyways uh, I remember performed. this
0: It's starting, to, it's starting to, start to come to me again
1: Yeah, we, we, we Performed in front of them And uh, I'm like, gosh, damn I, I let Uli go over Right, and then uh, we, we exit the ring and I'm just like Damn, but Apollakon They were like, I was like, look back. I was like, oh, wow. So then Donovan and Modis, they go, they go, come here, Chuck. They take them out back. And uh, I'm like, what the fuck are they saying? Like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what are they saying? Like, I'm like, man, I fucked up. That's all. I just fucked up. That's what I'm thinking, right? And then uh, he calls me and uh, he's like, come here, John-John. And he's like, hey, uh," I go, before i should have just let them talk i was all before you guys say anything i know i suck right i should have just freaking let them say what they were gonna say yeah but they're like dude that was good yeah i was like what i was like what like you guys really liked it you know mm-hmm. and i was like they're like yeah but you need to train more and i was like well who who doesn't you know like i'm still yeah. you know I, i'm still who who doesn't stop learning you know what i mean right and, and if If I knew what I knew now, what I knew back then, shoot, told a different story, you know, but still, um, I I kicked myself too hard for that, but that was probably one of the only times I think I've wrestled for iron. Okay. I'm not sure. There were so many shows, bro.
0: So now, uh, tell us about when you moved out of the area, when you moved out of NorCal and moved to SoCal, what, what shows were you working with, uh,
1: for down there? Um, I didn't move to SoCal. I actually moved to... You're talking about after I moved from... I'm sorry,
0: doing shows like for Rikishi, like for Knox.
1: Oh, I didn't even do shows for for Knox. I did one show because Billy Blade was there and uh, Black Pearl's like, hey man, you know, because I talked to Pearl already and Gangrel Mm -hmm. was there helping uh, as well. And Gangrel's like, yeah, come out. Freaking check check out the school, see what happens. And uh, Black Pearl, you know, I was already doing shows, whatever. And Black Pearl's like, you know, yeah, man, you can train here. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. Um, but I'm already doing shows, bro. And he was like, oh, okay, yeah. But, you know, if you ever want to come here and do whatever. Okay. Yeah. So I get called by Gangrel one time and mm-hmm. Billy's like, I'm on my way over there with, you know, Tsunami and caping, you know, come do a show. And I was like, uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to do shows right now, you know. This is so... When I got back from the East coast, Mm -hmm. I ended up going to SoCal uh, moving there because of a certain, Mm -hmm. Um, I got to tell you how this happened first. So, Mm -hmm. so from being on the East coast, coming to the West coast, uh, I, I got a job opportunity to become a, uh, a tech installer, uh, DSL. Um, and this is when it's glass and, uh, got an opportunity to do government job and, um, from that move down South, right. Uh, to LA. And I was like, okay, you know what? I'll do it. It was supposed to be like good ass money, prevailing wages at the time. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll go do that. Um, and, uh, at the time I'm moving and coming back from the East coast to the West coast, something happened to my lungs. I don't know what happened to it. I wasn't smoking anymore at the time either, but like it, I lost some lung capacity, some, something happened. And then I had to use my inhaler more every day, something happened. So I kind of like, wasn't even training, you know, and I couldn't find myself to train. And I think that was a mistake. I think I should have fought through it and got better from it, Mm -hmm. but coming back to today, I'm fine now, but back then it was, it was really bad. I had some, uh, I think what they called a neurotoxin that caused it. And, uh, you know, it, it can stay with you for years. Mm-hmm. Um and then it, it just left me somehow, or I still have it, just haven't had any of the effects that it gave me from back then. So, anyways, uh, from that job that I got, um, I went to uh move down south, and you know I was in Burbank area, and I ended up working at a nightclub Vanguard to um uh, be a bouncer, but also an opportunity came to where. Uh, the Black Eyed Peas were doing a music video and needed famous Filipino people. Mm-hmm. So, me being a pro wrestler on the East Coast, you know, I got invited to be on the music video. The music video was Bebo. Um, mm-hmm. the Bebo,
0: Bebo, Bebo, yeah, Bebo, Bebo. <laughs>
1: so, I got to be in the music video for the Black IPs. Peas. Oh, nice. It, yeah. Later on, that got to turn into something else where I was working for Jeepney Music. Um, and that was Apple, the apps music label. And, uh, you know, I got to drive him around. I was basically a chauffeur, his chauffeur is his uh, bodyguard and, you know, did whatever else they needed at the time. And then um, come out, come to find out later, you know, Oh, I'm just entering. And I'm like, I moved out here to enter. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know? No. no! Yeah. Right. So, um, you know, there was certain times I was supposed to get paid for stuff. Mm -hmm. And that didn't happen. So that relationship kind of fell through. Mm -hmm. Um, So at this time, I got a fine job, get a job. I started working at Vanguard. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I I hook up with Black Pearl and uh, start doing little things here and there. And it didn't really pan out because life goes on, you know, didn't really get into the ring. Um, I stayed there probably till 2010 and uh, moved to uh, Las Vegas, Mm-hmm. And here, here, this is where I meet up with Modest about the same time, 2010. Uh, future um, stars of, of wrestling. Future stars of wrestling. And, you know, start doing some promotional work for them, did some video work for them, and, uh, you know, practiced with them a couple times. And then um, my work conflicted with, with what Modest wanted. So that relationship kind of blew out too. So, you know, um, I stopped wrestling there for a minute. And you know, just working out, whatever. Didn't really get into the ring at all mm-hmm. for years. And then two years ago, I find uh, BBW where Wes and them were at, and uh, got into the ring just to fill it out. Like, oh yeah. But mm-hmm. you know, lucha lucha is different from American style. I mean, lucha is like on the go, yeah. right? You'll always go have, go go, go 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 go. American style you know, you blow rest, you know, like you get that, you know, there's, you can work slower. Less is more. Right. Mm-hmm. You get that whole feeling, but you know what, once if you're in Lucha and you try to do that less is more, it's not happening for you. The brain says, no, go. Right. You just want to, you just want to go, you know, um, but it's something you learn, you know, as you go. But I got into the ring just felt it out and um, uh, dropped out again. I, I joined a union uh, IOTC union became an audio video technician. That's what I'm doing now. Well, during COVID there's, I can't there. I being living in Las Vegas because of COVID, everything is shut down. All the shows are shut down. There's no conventions. Right. So, you know, I'm just sitting here. I'm like, you know what, let me try to get back into the ring again, just to Mm -hmm. train. And I meet up with Wes again, and he has versus pro wrestling over there in uh, the Boulevard Mall, and mm-hmm. uh, there's all kinds of crazy stuff going on with BV or VPW. PW, yeah, per- yeah, versus Pro Wrestling. There's a lot of stuff going on with them right now. It's amazing. I love working with them. I'm doing the production for them, helping them with production, um, and you know, training. I'm not looking to do shows right now. I'm not. I'm not at the. L- I'm fat, bro. <laughs> I'm not. In- <laughs> I- I'm 43, you know. I'm I'm nowhere. I mean, I got I probably got the lungs a little bit, but you know, I don't got the look, you know. Um, and just just going off a memory of what I know, you know, I'm still going fast. I'm I'm still trying to get that American style in there, the American psychology in there. Yeah, you know, I mean, kind of it's still there, you know. But you know, Dude,
0: you can still be you can still be come back be Tito Tito John John,
1: <laughs> right? Being the manager or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah that'd be cool. But um, <laughs> you know, shoot, yeah, I missed it, man. Every every time I go over to uh versus, um, I'm watching them wrestle and I want to jump in, dude. I just mm-hmm. want to jump in and be like, yeah, let's do this, let's do that. But you know, I gotta. I, I actually got in the ring and hurt myself, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm you know I'm I'm trying to heal it up. I'll get back in there. The Wrestling is gonna be with me forever, man. Sure.
0: Yeah. For sure. Yeah. No, now speaking of like memories and, and and stuff like that, can you tell us uh, uh, some of your favorite road stories or, or favorite road
1: stories that you, that you've had? Oh man. Okay. So me, Jin hear you. Um Nico, Patty. Uh, we're driving to Santa, Santa Maria and you know, I used to smoke weed. We're we're doing that on the road, right? were actually uh, passing alcohol bottles from car to car. Bubba Slim, um, I don't know if you know who Hank Hooligan is, Billy. Uh, He would pass it over to me in in the other car whatever. So I don't know what happened. I drank a bunch, and then uh, Patty gives me the pipe and, you know, smoked it up, freaking Give it back to them, and then next thing I know, the car is hotbox. Roll down the window, and while we're driving, I'm like, "This is so stupid." You know, just whatever. Yeah. Next thing, you know, I'm getting super dizzy. I put my half my body outside the window. <laughs> I start throwing up. Right. I've the done car that right. <laughs> the, the car right behind me, right behind us, gets it all over his windshield. Oh, dude. all over the windshield, bro. <laughs> He starts doing this with the windshield wipers, right? <laughs> Scott, Scott's dying because he can see it in his rear view. Oh, and the guy's man. going like this. <laughs> oh,
0: dude, that is disgusting, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but oh. you got
1: to do, do, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, man. It's one of my most memorable themes. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I did it to Shane on the East Coast. We got super drunk. He introduces me to 151 and a dash of Sprite. Oh, dude, Bacardi 151. (laughs) A dash of Sprite and a cherry, right? We do three of those. And then I'm drinking beer right after. And we're at this club called Saggy Saggy Curves or something like that. It's a strict club during the day. And then later on, it turns into a nightclub. What the fuck? Yeah, that is not invite that name is not inviting at all, man. Oh, bro. Trust me. You need a bank account. (laughs) It's a joke. But um, yeah, man. That's probably one of my favorite uh stories is that Shane is driving. Um, and he I open the door and I'm throwing up outside his door, but he's holding on to me because I have my body as the car is going, I'm throwing up. And he's holding on to me. I don't know what it is, man. That's how I got the name Puky Stiff on the East Coast. Puky so, Stiff, Puky Stiff. So, so on the East Coast, there was a there was a couple of us. There was a there was um, Damian Wayne, Shane Falco, Chris Escobar, um, Larry, who was also the gangster of destruction, who's the main dude, and um, Adrian Whisper was his name. Um, and we were called the seven stiffs, uh, red, uh, there's a couple more guys that are in their, uh, booth, Mike booth, we were all called the seven stiffs and, um, man, tearing it up on TV, you know, just having a good time with uh, timber, the lumberjack, he was in, he was part of WWE, like, you know, the backside of them. He, he trained with, um, uh, the Hardy boys and, uh, Caprice Coleman. Uh, all those guys back then, mm-hmm. but man, that's how I got the name Pukey Stiff, is because I was always puking right before a match. They would see some of them would see it unless I was drinking. If I drink before a match, I want to do that, which was weird. Yeah, I don't know, man. Usually, you think if you are gonna drink, you are gonna puke before yeah, the match, yeah, yeah. no? But I think what it did, it made me relax before my match. And they would always say they they would think he's gonna puke during his match. They would make bets. I was like,
0: that's messed up, man. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. He's gonna, he's gonna puke. (laughs) So now let's talk about, you know, uh, one of your good friends in wrestling. Jin here, you unfortunately passed away. Um, You know, what are you, what are you, some some of your favorite memories with him uh, in wrestling or even outside of
1: wrestling other than puking out of his car? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. So so Scott DeMars, um, hear Harry. I grew up with Scott. We um we we he went to Gavin View Middle School with me. Um it wasn't until eighth grade that we started talking to each other um because there was a video game called uh uh Street Fighter 2. I don't know if you know the game. <laughs> Never heard of it. <laughs> so the one on one fighter, Street Fighter 2 came out and um all, all the care all like Street Fighter, the first one came out, was just Ken and Ryu. Then all the other characters came out and, and Blanca was his favorite. He was mine. And he actually printed out these uh, guides on how to do the moves of each character, right? Like how, how, physically do and... no, how to physically oh, no, do the moves? No, 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 no. How to do I'm, it in on, the game. On the game.
0: Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, like,
1: you know, I do the motions on, on the joypad, how to do uh, how to do the moves. And uh, he was selling them for 10 bucks right, to everybody in, in school. I was all, dude, you're making money selling selling this? He's all, yeah, here, you can have one. <laughs> he gave it to me for free. I was like, wow, cool, thanks, man. He's all, yeah, you want to go play? You can play at my house. I was <laughs> like, got it already? He's all, yeah, I got it already. He's all, but it's in Japanese because he would get the Famicom stuff first because it was released over there first, so we played at his mm-hmm. house and then we became good friends man that guy had every video game system known to man at that point uh, up up until his passing except for the last xbox and the last uh playstation cuz he just mm-hmm. went straight to pc um but you know that guy had every uh, video games or whatever transformers whatever um yeah he had one of the biggest transformer collections I've ever seen you know uh, uh, there was stuff that people didn't even know about at the time like the beast wars beast machines um the japanese cartoons not the cgi stuff there's japanese cartoon beast wars um mm-hmm. where he's a lion nobody's seen those before you know or the ape one either well the ape one was uh cgi but he was also a uh, willie mammoth optimus prime i'm talking about where lyle convoy they called him and uh I, I don't remember what they called them, but we were watching all these cool things, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that's how me and Scott always connected. We always had a love for Transformers, video games, you know, just childhood stuff, you know? And yeah. we grew up together. There was a, a bunch of group of us, but, um, you know, all all the things that Scott was into, I was into, and, you know, he, he was basically like my brother, man. Yeah. It, 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 it's crazy. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: I I always saw you guys travel together, but I never I I didn't realize until now how close you guys were.
1: Like, I just thought like, oh,
0: they're they're just traveling together because they're on the same card. But I didn't know that you guys had a uh, tighter bond than that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I was there when him and Patty got married. I was there when actually they kind of hooked up. Um, But yeah, the uh, Miss Nico is like my little sister to say, even though everybody wanted to touch her butt. (laughs) Yes, yes, we did.
0: Oh yeah, I remember when I saw. I have a tape. It just says "BTW NACO's debut." That's all it says. It's on. It's on here somewhere. I'm like, yeah. I don't care what else is on this fucking tape. It just said NACO's debut.
1: Yeah. Um. Uh. Unfortunately, you know. Uh, you know, certain things happen in life, and you just get caught up in whatever you're, you know, Scott was having, um, what he was calling cluster headaches. And, you know, his mom was always telling him, go, go to the hospital, go to the doctor, go mm-hmm. find out what it is. And he was all, they're just cluster headaches, mom. They're just cluster headaches. Um, the crazy thing is the day that he was going to the hospital, I called him to see how he was doing mm. the day before all that. Like, I think it was the same day. I, cause the next, the next morning or next couple hours, I can't even remember the difference. But his mom's like, say some prayers for Scott. He's like, wait a minute, I just talked to him, and uh you know, he was. I go, hey bro, how you doing? He's all, oh nothing, just trying to get some sleep, you know. And I was like, oh okay, man. It was just real short, yeah. you know. I was like, dude, I'll let you go, man. I just wanted to see how you're doing. He's all, oh I'm good, man. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to get some sleep. I, I go. We'll, we'll talk later then. He's all, yeah, bro, for sure. And I was, all right, talk to you later. He's all, I love you. Look up the phone. And then boom. Oh, man. Yeah, dude. And yeah. his mom didn't know that he had a, it was a blood clot. His mom didn't know that he had a blood clot the size of a tomato is what the, the doctor said, but the doctor didn't tell her. He told his dad and yeah. You know, Scott didn't really have a connection with his dad. It was his mom, but the dad didn't even tell his mom, and that yeah. was kind of messed up. Yeah, I and mean, he he was already he was already, you know, brain dead at the- mm-hmm. from there. Yeah, he just passed away. So, it I don't know I don't know if you say what I'm saying is kayfabe or not, but you know, if he had any fans out there, you know that that's what they yeah. should know about what happened. With tell
0: us a story about your. Uh, one of your favorite shady promoter uh, Story You don't have to say names if you don't want to Or, or a funny excuse is Why you didn't get paid
1: for the show Which why? probably happened a lot <laughs> Yeah For sure um, And then there was times <laughs> where you got paid good And then there was times where you just got a hot dog Right supposedly <laughs> Sometimes I got no hot dog <laughs> <laughs> Right uh, Bro you, you took care of me every time uh, and I was like, dude, anytime, anytime. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Um, Kurt never paid me. Uh, 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 you know what? I will say this, uh, when it came to a certain point, I, I took all those experiences as experiences until mm-hmm. I got to a certain point. And I was like, you know what? I'm sacrificing my body a little too hard for you. And you ain't giving reciprocation at all, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> so when it came to that point, I was like, you know, I'm going to do a little less, you know, I'm not going to work, pour my heart out for you. But then I was like, you know what, I'm going to be cheating the fans if I don't give them my all. Mm -hmm. But, but, you know, um, I I will take it as that, like a learning experience. Um, And then there, there were the times where you did get paid, where you got to another level where you're on TV, right. And you're doing shows on TV on the East coast. Right. That, that's that it's weirder on the east coast i will say because there's channels where there's wrestling of different stuff it's kind of it's kind of happening now because what do we got we got ring of honor we got uh the awe right wwe impact, yeah and impact so there's a there's a bunch more wrestling now that's exposed on, on regular tv now than there was back then yeah right um so over there if 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 you're in a city and it's being seen by all the little local cities around there. Somebody might recognize you and be like, "Hey, you know that that's that that's so and so. Can I buy you a drink?" Yeah. Sure, right. I will say this: one of the coolest things to ever hear from a fan was that I was on their screensaver. I was, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Really? That's awesome." Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wish I would have took a picture with them or whatever, but they're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're on my screensaver." I was like. <laughs> that like i don't know like oh cool <laughs> yeah no,
0: i mean that's that is cool because you know you made an impact you know to them to the yeah. to the point they want to you know like a poster you know oh shit i got a poster of somebody or you know, something sign that's cool that means you're doing a good job that means you're doing your thing you know speaking yeah. of fans uh how about a crazy fan interaction that you've had like someone as a heel someone you pissed off that maybe is waiting for you after a show or or someone doing a run in, a fan doing a run in, which we've had a couple.
1: I have, <laughs> oh, um, <clears throat> I was playing Hill for CWA. Um, I can't remember who, I think it was wrestling Cholo, actually, Little Cholo at the time. Mm-hmm. And this little kid, uh, this, l- this little kid comes out and he's like, eh, and he freaking spits on me, <laughs> like right here. And the whole crowd's all, oh, 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 right? And I'm like, I got out of the ring, tried to chase the kid. I couldn't find him. <laughs> he ran. I was like, oh. I was like, oh. <laughs> it was like a it was I was like, oh. oh dude. Right? I think that was probably, you know, outside, outside of uh, wrestling, while yes. wrestling is going on. Um, <laughs>
0: What are some of the things you found disappointing in in pro wrestling, or, or maybe you just realized like, oh shit, you know, I'm just hurting my body. Like maybe I'm not where I wanted to be when I first started. Anything that you found disappointed? Disappointing. disappointing.
1: Um, the only thing that I can find disappointing about pro wrestling is the mentality of, of us, uh, of, of egos of wrestling. You know. I mean, granted, somebody is wrestling before you. So you got to give them the, that respect. They have some mm-hmm. sort of knowledge that you don't, right? So there's there's that. But there's no need to, you know, This it, it's also a way to shut the door on the new guy. The new guy don't know shit. Fuck mm-hmm. him, right? It's it's one of those type of things, right? There's there's that. That's the biggest thing of disappointment. Don't get me wrong. Like, like when I went to the East Coast and these guys were saying they were Lucha, right i was like show me what you got you know let me see Mm -hmm. let me see your lucha and they weren't lucha so i was like don't call your guys self lucha you guys don't do lucha you know i I, and i felt like that i was like but then i was like you know what i can't say i'm full full on the know-it-all lucha guy you know but i think at the time i was the authority lucha guy there you know what i mean um but at the same time i was like because here here's what happens um there's, there'll be people that are doing American style wrestling, but they'll wear a lucha mask. And, yeah. and and here's here's one of the things that I find also part of disappointing is that um, they're disrespecting that person by wearing that mask. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? It's like, why are you going to go portray somebody that you're not, but you're, you're going to call yourself something else? And one of the things is in, in American style wrestling, they're going to be like, nobody knows who that really is. It's just a mask you're you're actually disrespecting that person by wrestling and not doing what they do. You're you know you're that that whole persona that they put on, you're going to do something, call yourself something else yeah. and you're just dis- disrespecting that persona. You know, it's like it's like saying I'm Captain America when you're not. Kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You, you know what I mean? It, it's like one of those type of things. That's the way that's another thing that kind of um I find disappointing um when it comes to, you know, respect or whatever but yeah. that, that i think that's probably it you know on on the other scale of things you know you're and you see all these things about in in wwe you either make it or you don't you know they put you through this uh, navy seal type of training right you see yeah. how far you can take it right see if you're going to keep going but who if you don't get put through the ringer how are you gonna know you're going to survive the rest of it you know yeah which is which is something that i see you know um i'm also something called a clamper I'm part of Eclampus Vitus. Um, we are a, 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 a brotherhood that is a historic drinking society. In order yes. to, you, you've heard of it? Have you heard of ECB, it? ECV, right? Yeah. You've heard of it? Yeah. Oh, so. I actually it,
0: read up on it uh, not too long ago because I was, I've always seen it at bars. Yeah. But yeah. then I read what it was, what it was about. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So in order to join, because there's different, there's different chapters. Um, you have, you, you have to go through what people back in the 1800s or whatever, uh, did to survive out here on, on, on the West, you know, during the mining years, uh, Mm -hmm. during the 49 years, whatever, you know, but with that comes, uh, a way of life, you know, um, also like if you're a Marine and you're training, what, what is the drill sergeant doing to you? You know, it's, it's like a hazing. Mm -hmm. but it's all in fun but when you're in the military it's not all in fun he wants to make sure that you're going to follow in line so that way your life doesn't get lost you know Mm -hmm. pro wrestling is almost the same way but the message gets lost you're you know first of all protect yourself and then protect your dude right protect the person that you're you're wrestling with right Mm -hmm. but it doesn't it it can it can get the message gets messed up i think somewhere in there where you know, I'm this person, respect me, you know, do what I do, Yeah. you know, and then, you know, all will be good. But then there's like, those people can be shitty too. You know what I mean? Um, I'm, I'm going to speak on this a little bit Hawkeye Shane Cody, right. I love that dude. I (laughs) I love Hawkeye Shane Cody, but everybody else didn't like him and I didn't know why, Mm -hmm. you know, I would, I would hear stories about, uh, him and the cowbell whatever like oh i was like oh you guys are trying to scare me cuz uh, i i didn't he do the C- cml show or the fml no. show no, no i can't remember but <clears throat> me Apollo Khan, him we were doing a royal rumble he was in it and then he comes up behind me starts rubbing up on my shoulders and he's like he's like you going to take care of me bro i was like huh <laughs> right and this when I when I first did my first show with Kurt White, Hawkeye Shane is wearing that belt, and I'm like, dude, like to at that point I was like, I idolized that guy, you know. Yeah, yeah. I was like, how did he get that? Yeah, <laughs> you know. And, and then in, as you get into the industry more, you're like, oh, that guy has a belt. That guy has a belt. You know, yeah. everybody has a belt, yeah. and you're just like, but they earned it somehow. You know what I mean? Yes. So, yeah. So. So, you know, when it comes to, you know, the respecting and everything else like that, everybody, I I think everybody should be uh, taken equally until, you know, they prove otherwise. You know what I mean? Like if if they, it's all in work ethic too, you know, if if you're willing to learn too, because you're never going to stop learning no matter what it is in life, even wrestling, there's wrestlers I know, Damian Wayne, you know, he, uh, he talks about, you know, always learning, always like always less is more you know and and he's right less is more to a point on yeah. the way that you're wrestling you know um but he has a point you know cutoffs whatever you can mm-hmm. keep learning there's little things that you keep seeing that the that the crowd doesn't see but another wrestler will see and be like that was dope it was and it was something little it's it just something little and and other people catch on and be like wow solid wrestler you know what i yeah. mean and yeah. and that's i think that's where i am with the rest in in, in total okay you know, right now. yeah
0: and just to you know for final question like well what's in the future i mean i guess no one knows but what would you like to do i know you're sitting you're involved with verses right now yeah. um what capacity do you do you want to keep being in the business
1: um i i i love doing production right uh, so on that end, I, if I can be on that end with, uh, versus and keep going with verses and make versus become one of the top themes up there, you know, I I'm all for it. You know, I mean, shoot, it, there's, I, myself, I'd like to have one more match, you know, probably a retirement match, you know, with the right guys. And maybe, maybe it's not just one person. Maybe it's like a uh, Around Robin, or a bunch gotta of gotta throw
0: Kid Omega in there. Oh, for sure, <laughs> for
1: sure. Um, yeah, man, that Shane's one of my boys, man. So, I mean, I'd like to get some of my guys on the East Coast and come down and do like a, a full on crazy show, you know. But that takes capital, you know. So it it it, it it's all in how and if it can ever happen. But you know, first things first, I got to take care of my health, and then. You know that—that's the whole reason why I jumped back into the ring. I'm—I'm I'm getting fat, bro. Need to turn that back into <laughs> the, the phenomenon needs to come back. You know, yeah, sir. The, yeah, I, I felt that—that needs to happen. You know, I'm, I'm not being younger, but you know what? At least I can—I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm—I'm I'm older now, so my way of thinking is different. But mm-hmm. I got too excited when I jumped in that ring. <laughs> you know, I was like i mean the ring again. Yes. You know, and you got to hold back sometimes. Just yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. in a candy store, you know, <laughs> oh, back, you know, just oh my gosh yeah, man. Well, bro,
0: uh, thanks a lot for doing this uh, podcast. Go ahead and put yourself over. Where can people find more information? I see you. You have a lot of collectibles there. I mean, do you have, do you have like a YouTube channel or anything like that?
1: Or, um, So I do. Um, I have a website called go freak media. Um, Justin Velasquez, uh, 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 is doing, um, uh, most of the writing for movies, but we're in COVID. So nothing really comes out as much as possible. Mm-hmm. I do do uh, toy review, um, uh, here and there. I do technology review as well. But, um, with, uh, my ex-roommate, John Draper, Captain Crunch, who right now is, um, has back problems. I don't know if you ever heard of John Draper, Captain Crunch, but he he was like the third guy of Apple, but number 12 on paper or whatever. But he helped make them uh, make something called the Blue Box, where you would go to a telephone and you would uh, punch a bunch of numbers and it would think that it was a, a phone call was really going through. And the reason why he's called Captain Crunch is because of the whistle, right? You hold down one of the what the holes on the whistle the captain crunch whistle and you blew into it on the phone a payphone back when the payphones were there it would think that you were giving free credits so that's mm-hmm. how he got the name captain crunch and he learned that with a bunch of blind kids so yeah there's we did i do technology with him um but unfortunately right now he's he his he's losing the loss of his leg use of his legs mm-hmm. um so there's that um also, versus pro wrestling, pushing that out as much as possible. Um, you <laughs> and everything you got going on. Um, also, uh, something in the works that uh, everybody might be interested in looking at is um, uh, Stream City. It's a new way of uh, streaming things. It's um, it's where you also can have an archive of things uh, like YouTube, uh, where you can have an archive of video, but also you can live stream as well if you wanted to. Um, yeah. so there's that. and look out, look out for that if you can. Um, and yeah, uh, shoot, I'm, I'm uh, still working on film. Um, I do teach martial arts whenever anybody wants to learn here in Las Vegas. Um, I teach Tongsudo and Filipino martial arts, kata Ana martial arts. It means the old ways uh, in Ilocano, but um, I teach how to defend and protect yourself uh, uh, or actually, my art is really more of a killing art more than a self-defense art when it comes to a screamer, Um, but we teach three styles of it. Um, Largo Mano, Serrata and the curtis Our our main style is the curtis but, um, yeah, I also, we also have a school in Salinas, California with a grandmaster Gilbert Cornicillo, um, a school in Redding, California with Tommy Cervena, a school in Phoenix, Arizona with, with master Michael Butts, um, a school in Florida with master Valdez. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, so everywhere, yeah. Man. Yeah. That's uh, cool.
0: That's good. That's good to hear
1: though. Yeah. But that's me putting myself over and some Ladies. of the stuff that are going on. Yeah, man. Yeah, and if man. you ever, if you ever need any help, uh, with video, whatever, I'm, yeah. I'm all there. to help you
0: out, bro. No, for it's sure. I appreciate it, man. So thank you again, John, John, the phenomenon, yeah, one of the good ones, you know, um, I had you in my mind to do this, to do one of these interviews for a while. I was only doing Lucha interviews, but now I'm starting to, you know, get everybody in there, but you are Lucha. That's where you started. You started with the golden Lion. So, so I yeah. Lucha
1: first. No, Nobody, I don't think
0: people realize that though. You I
1: don't know? think
0: so either. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, thank you, brother. Again, thank you, John, John, the phenomenon. Yeah. And thank you everybody for watching Indie handshake. We'll see you next time.